He's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be informed and inspired to help build a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day. With Herman Cain. And the most connected man in Washington. Jimmy Dupree. Well, Jamie, one down and 24 more to go. Uh, that's right, Herman. Uh, that's why I'll take the opportunity, as always, to ask you what you're going to do about the 2016 race for the White House. God knows, and he hadn't told me yet. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a quote. Kane leaves door open to presidential bid in 2016. It's not, it, 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 it's not real wide. It's still open. It's still open. Mitt, he refused to shut it. Made it official, huh? All right, the, the big news just in the last few minutes, Mitt Romney has uh, told and is telling support on a conference call right now that he is not going to run for president. You know, it was a few weeks ago he surprised a lot of people by hinting yeah. that maybe he was going to run for a third time. As I said this morning to somebody, and I'm not sure this person really got my uh, 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 got my uh, my comparison, but I said uh, the question was, would Romney become the William Jennings Bryant for the uh, Republican Party in the 21st century? His decision, no, he is not going to run in 2016. You know, in the last couple of days, too, some of his past fundraisers and supporters and one key aide had signed up with Jeb Bush, the former Florida governor, who really seems to be... Uh, I think exerting himself as the the favorite right now in the GOP field, and uh, Romney and Jeb Bush sat down last week. We really didn't hear much about what went on in that discussion. But again, the news that's just come out in the last few minutes: Romney has told his supporters on a conference call that he is not going to run in 2016. What um, what were your overall impressions of? Now he has run twice, right? Twice he ran in 2012, and then again in I mean 20, 2008, and again in 2012. When he I've was never asked you this on Asheville, Matt. What do you think his biggest? shortcoming was campaign-wise the last time around? I, I think both times it was sort of the same thing. I think he's a uh, he's a, an extremely nice guy. I, I think, you know, he the people in 2014, just this last time, I saw him a couple times on the campaign trail, and you could tell the crowds liked him and everything, but he just had a difficult time connecting with people. You know, his wife was really good at it. I grew up a little yeah. in Michigan as a kid, and that's where he and his wife are from, obviously. And I was at an event in Michigan and Ann Romney got up, and she was just hitting all the check marks about talking about listening to Detroit Tigers baseball games on the radio and the things they would do and go to their cottage and things like that, and just all the little things that you could connect with. And then Mitt Romney gets up there, and there just wasn't – you could tell that he was a business guy. Yeah. He loved to go – I don't know how many times I got to see so many – 
small businesses around the country and covering him in 2008 and 2012. As, I, as I've said many times, Mitt Romney likes to see stuff get made. And we would go to these places that made, I think it was highway guardrails in Canton, Ohio, if I remember. Uh, there was a place where he did an event uh, outside uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, where I was recently, where they were doing all this stuff. You know, things that sort of manufacturing on a small basis, not a huge thing, but smaller kind of businesses. He loved to go see stuff get made. He, you could tell he had business in his in his blood. But it just was that sort of wooden thing that he never connected with people. You know what I mean, Herman? Yeah, I know what you mean. And was a natural oh, in terms totally. of, you know, being able to connect with people. That was just her natural personality, and she could do that. And I met with Mitt several times. And, you know, I'm not beating up on the guy or anything, but he's an extremely nice guy. The other major flaw that I saw was his staffers wanted him to run as about as middle-of-the-road, non-committal, non-bold campaign as they could possibly come up with. And so that was just my take on it. No, listen, and that's why I think a lot of people... I really think as we look at the field right now, and, and, and first I'm going to say, just say this right now, that in the months ahead, if I leave out your candidate, uh, dear listener, I'm sorry, it's not meant as a, a you know, I'm a little underhand, but sometimes I don't remember all the names. But I would say right now, sort of looking at things, you know, Jeb Bush obviously has got access to a lot of money and a lot of people. Whether he's going to be sort of the man, that's a whole different story, but you, you can't ignore the 800-pound gorilla with his name, his connections, and the people he's put around himself already. Uh, I think Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin, is somebody that needs to be watched as a possible candidate who could really shoot up. Yeah. Um, you know, Rand Paul, I, I think he's going to be a player, but is he on that top tier? That's something we still have to see. And, you know, there's a number of people that you just don't know how far are that. You know, Governor Christie, I mean, he will get a lot of attention, but will he really be a top-tier player? That's something you just don't know. There's a lot of unknowns right now, but certainly a number of people out there who are possibly in the mix. I would agree with your assessment on the ones that you mentioned. I really would. And uh, Walker, I believe, could shoot up, and I think he'll probably he'll start to get some traction, but it won't be because the liberal media is trying to promote him. He's going to have to do it probably some unconventional ways, but he's got great content, great track record and report card for what he's done in Wisconsin. And I still think that you're better off, I don't care whether you're a Democrat or Republican running for president, I still think you're better off running as a governor or a former governor rather than as a member of the Congress or of the Senate. I, I just think that you can sort of, uh, you can turn that anti-Washington kind of talk a little better when you haven't been in D.C. Yeah. for a couple of terms yeah. or something like that. So Romney, Mitt Romney out, not going to run for president in 2016. I didn't really think he was going to, but certainly getting out now allows this race to percolate forward. One name uh, that I still, uh, you know, we've seen a number of people take steps forward. Yesterday, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina said that he's looking at the race. You know, a lot of people will look at it. doesn't mean they'll actually run. Uh, <laughs> Ted Cruz hasn't done much. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been told in late December that you would see Cruz really start to ramp things up. And it hasn't happened. And I, I'm just wondering what he's up to. Obviously, I think Rand Paul is going to run. You know, I, I, it, uh, to me, Scott Walker is in there. Mike Pence, the governor of Indiana, seems to be sort of playing, uh, you know, on the sides. Maybe he decides to get in. So there'll be more than enough people with, you know, we have Rick Santorum, maybe Mike Huckabee as well, who could be in this race. And uh, I, I bet that um, I, I would sort of think that if, uh, if Ann Romney had the truth serum and we administered it to her right now, she'd probably say she didn't want Mitt Romney to run a third time. She has said that. And I thought maybe somehow... 
he had changed her mind. But uh, no, I would agree that it's still early. And remember, Ted Cruz is from Texas. Uh, he and Jeb would be, you know, reaching out to some of the same well, donors. Governor Perry, former Governor Perry, Ex- of Texas, yep. also talking yep. about running. And, and again, yep. let me just keep saying, I'm going to have to, I guess I'm going to have to put a list of names in front of me. <laughs> Because you don't well, know yeah. how many times, Herman, I get emails from listeners. You didn't mention, oh. you know, fill in the blank, and I think, sorry, it just. I, it I'll get the calls mind. after you're off, you know, yelling at me because Jamie didn't mention certain people. Right. <laughs> now, one other caveat that I would add to governors tend to do a pretty do better than maybe people that have been in Congress. I would also add, uh, one day you're going to have a president who came out of the business sector as a CEO. I'm just saying. No, listen, it, Possible. It, to me, it makes sense, and that's why I think... And it won't be Donald Trump. Yeah, if Mitt Romney had that that Bill Clinton, and, and not many people do, that's the whole thing. Bill Clinton had that ability to connect with people, and you yeah. can see it at his events when I covered him in, in 92 and 96. And it's a rare kind of thing, but... You know, sooner or later, I would assume there'd be somebody from the business community that would have that. Romney was just too easily sort of mocked as a little robotic. And you just never got... I mean, I I do think people like that idea of, hey, could I have a beer with that guy? I I do think that on a on a level there are voters who sort of look at people and think you know would would I feel okay sitting down on the couch and chatting with somebody like that with the game on or something? Yep, I agree. As the Race continues to unfold. Now, about this Keystone Pipeline, um, it has passed. Yeah, it passed the Senate. It passed the Senate, and now don't they have to do a little tweaking with the House version? Yeah, the, uh, the, the Senate, Senate version is a little different, so either one of two things here, Herman. Either they have a conference committee or negotiations to fix that, or... The bill just shows up on the House floor as passed by the Senate. They pass that version and send it down to the president where he's expected to veto it. So we haven't heard from the leadership what they're going to do. The vote yesterday was 62 to 36. So, again, there were nine Democrats who voted for it. Strong bipartisan vote, but just as in the House of Representatives, short of the needed two-thirds supermajority that would be needed to override a veto. If everybody, uh, you need 67 votes in the Senate for an override, you would need 290 in the House. Got it. Would you refresh us on the sequestration, because that's now being talked about in conjunction with the president's budget that he's thrown out there, wanting an additional $74 billion. They're trying to scare people, saying that the military is going to come up short, uh, and it, it relates to sequestration. Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, the uh, uh, for 2016, well, for this year that we're in right now, the discretionary budget is $1.014 trillion. That would go up by $2 billion in fiscal year 2016, which is what the president's budget will cover that comes out on Monday, to $1.016 trillion. What the president would like to do is add $74 billion, split that evenly between defense and domestic programs, and bust through the caps, the budget caps that were put in there back in the, uh, the balanced budget deal of 2011. Remember the big showdown over the debt limit? Remember yes. that? We had the debt limit deal that came up with an agreement as to how much you could spend. And sequestration, the automatic cuts, would only kick in if the Congress couldn't come up with a deal on how best to reduce the deficit. Remember the super committee? Yep. They couldn't come up with a deal. So then we had the automatic across-the-board budget cuts that started in March, I think it was 2012, if I remember correctly. So that sequester lowered 
the budget caps. They had a budget deal in uh, at the end of 2012 that pumped a little more money in there. Now we're going to be sort of flat at this point in time. So what the president wants to do is bust through the budget caps and allow for more money to be spent, $74 billion. I do think there's a lot of Republicans who want to spend more on defense. As I always say about this place, both parties like to spend money. They just like to spend it on different things. Yeah. But I don't think that there is any kind of constituency among Republicans, and a number of them told me this yesterday, for the idea that they would accept the president's idea because then it would be paid for with higher tax revenues. I, I don't yeah. think that that's a deal they want to make. So, yes, the president, there is a limit, a monetary number in law that says you can only spend this much money on the discretionary budget. The president wants to bust through that and go above it and erase the automatic budget cuts. I, I think that'll be dead on arrival, but you'll hear an awful lot about it on Monday when the president sends his budget to Congress. But Congress, Congress could move money from somewhere else to increase the sure uh, they could. budget for the military. They could, uh, and they, they, they could they pass could, something separate for the uh, military. Absolutely. For the they could say, you know what, we're going to chop $30 billion out yeah. of uh, domestic and move that in the military. Sure they could. Yep. Okay. But Ver Verity? we'll see whether or not that happens. Yeah, we, we, we will see. Um, Much more on that budget, Herman. I got some stuff on there, jamiedupree.com. And then, of course, uh, by the time we talk on Monday, we should have a good idea of a lot of things in the president's budget detail-wise as well. One other thing I'd like for you to touch on on Monday, and that is what finally did the members of Congress and their staff do relative to their health insurance coverage? That was uh, some confusion. Most of them are um, in, the, uh, in the exchanges. Okay. Yeah. With any sweeteners on the side? No, I mean, uh, like every other federal employee, they get uh, they get uh, help from the federal government to pay for their health insurance. So they're no different than any other employee, just that they're getting their insurance through the exchange. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. Coming up, rapid fire at 877-310-2100.